you hear everybody watching that? You hear that? I got fucking heavy Hall and Fool's phone number. That's that's like status right there. <laughs> um, um, welcome everybody to Shop Talk. My name is Jay. I'm the host. I'm here today with a internet sensation. Everybody knows Teddy Veras as AKA Heavy Hell and Fool. Um, I've been trying for a while to get this man on my show, and both of us being blue collar workers, it's been tough. So, needless to say, when you when you messaged me tonight, I figured shit out and I made this happen. <laughs> so, if there's if there's any audio mishaps or anything like that, I haven't had time to like you know set everything up properly, but we're good to go. Um, so the, for the viewers that don't know who you are, why don't you start by introducing yourself? So my name's Ted. I go by the Heavy Hole and Fool. I came up with that name a long time ago when I was trying to get famous on Instagram because I thought you have to be a fool to do the stuff that I do. So that's how I came up with that name. But pretty much, I'm a truck driver. If you want to get fancy, we can call it Specialized Transport or Heavy Haul. Uh, my life is chaotic. I'm blue collar. And if it's got wheels, I if it moves, if it's a piece of equipment, it's got it got to go anywhere. I've probably hauled it. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm um, so it's actually funny because when I first started TikTok, you were the very first creator I followed a really? long time ago. Yeah, my original name was Toe Dude a long time ago. I think I remember that. Yeah, and you were the first creator I followed. So since then, I've been like following you, and I'm like, I got to get this guy on my show. Um, so I, I've, I've pre-asked some of my viewers what kind of questions I, they would like to know. Um, so the, the first one is, what's the biggest thing that you've hauled? That is like the number one question. And oh, let's see. I think about the biggest thing that I've moved was about 22 feet wide. It was a haul truck bed. Um, it's like the beds that go on those giant dump trucks. Okay, for the mines. I don't know how to explain them. You know, they're about a hundred thousand pounds. You know, they're like just over twenty-two feet wide. You have to have highway patrol escorts. They're not real heavy. Um, but yeah, let's we haul a lot of the, like like mining equipment and stuff like that. Right. Um. So you said police escorts and stuff. So. Is it you? You have to pre-plan your routes and stuff, right? Like for every piece of equipment you haul. So anything over standard dimensions, you have to get a permit for. And depending on the weights, lengths, heights, and widths, depend on what class of permit. And some are easier to get than others, but pretty much they will tell you you can go down this road, you turn down here, you take this exit. You know, and then they also tell you if you hit anything or anything's not within our specifications, it's still your fault. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, aside from the police permits and everything like that, now, I know we, we have a truck. We don't haul anything nearly as big as what you haul, but uh, we've encountered a few bridges <laughs> that we didn't fit under. So, do you have, like, a scout car that pre-plans your route for you when you have a load on? So you have like two options. You can do a route survey, which you hire a company that has what's called pilot cars and they go out and they survey the route and say, okay, this bridge is at this height, this bridge is at this height. You know, they, they give you your options on the route you want. If not, um, if like in Nevada, anything technically over 15, six, anything over 15 feet, six inches tall, you have to have a uh, high pole, which is a car with like a fiberglass pole on it that goes under structures and obstructions to make sure that you can clear them and they're usually about a mile ahead of you okay and sometimes so there, there is issues you know like if we get a permit for 16 feet two inches but it's actually 16 feet four you know we might have to ramp something that we shouldn't have had to ramp or just things happen you know right i think i think that's one of the coolest jobs ever honestly um so the one of the other questions I had was <coughs> was about your hair. What made you want to grow a mullet? You know, I just woke up one day and chose freedom. I, I love it. And you know, because I, like all my life, you know, I grew up in a conservative household, like 
you know, like we had short hair, combed it, flipped it, you know, like, like it just like the same damn haircut literally my entire life. Like it was short on the sides. I combed it forward, flipped it up. And I was thinking, you know what? I am sick and tired of having the same damn haircut. And then doing social media, I've grown my confidence to a point where I don't care what anyone else thinks. And I've always wanted to have a mullet. So I decided just to do it. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. But like so many people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you go out in public like that. Well, you know what? Why not? You know Rocket, right? Dude, I shaved it off. I sh- so I grew it out and shaved it off. And because I started to get a little self conscious about it, and I thought maybe the fad was dying down. I shaved it off and I was like, what in the hell did I do? Right. My, my, my wife was like, you look so much better with a mullet. <laughs> it's become so fucking iconic now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I like it. I like it. I got a daughter now, too. So I'm sure at some point she'll want to start braiding my hair or something, you know? So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so how long have you been into like trucking? Did you start out heavy hauling or did like, how did, how did the trucking career start for you? So it honestly started as a hustle trying to get a job. So when I moved to Nevada, I got a summer aid job with Nevada department of transportation, you know, like the road, the highway crew. And every year they hire a handful of people from the temporary positions to full time. So I started, I, I just went online. And I started looking at the requirements and it said, must obtain CDL within six months. We'll train you and then all this other stuff. So I asked someone that worked there, what the hell a CDL is? And they're like, oh, that's what you drive the dump trucks and stuff. And I was like, oh, like a U-Haul. Okay. And they're like, no, the dump trucks and the, you know, big trucks. I'm like, okay. So I went down the DMV. I got my class B. I just did this so I could get the job. I just got my class B permit, like bare bones, went in there to did the interview. And I was the only person with my class B intern permit. And all I had to do was like take the, uh, the trailer stuff to get my class A. But I had my CDL within 30 days of getting hired. Really? Yeah. So CDL stands for what? Commercial? Commercial driver's license. Right. Okay. Um, in the United States, we have like the class A, which would be like a truck and trailer. You have right. the class A or class B, which is anything under 26,000 pounds, I think, or anything over 26,000 pounds, but no trailer. You can't have a trailer over 10,000 pounds with a class B. Um, and then you have like your bus and stuff like that. And then you have like doubles, triples, tankers, hazmat, and there's, you know, a handful of endorsements. Right. You it's 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 similar here um basically like the a is the truck and trailer the z is like the air brake endorsement um and then our next popular one's like dz basically like straight truck roll off anything with air brakes um so you're you're in canada correct yeah yeah i'm just i'm just north of toronto so that 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 was another issue with getting you on the show is our time zones it's what for like five o'clock for you there seven seven yeah so it's it's just shy of 10 now so um so i i've like i said i've been watching you on uh, social media for a long time and you've always got your hand in some sort of craft or you know like your your atvs your bikes everything like that like you you just all you're the kind of guy that's always got to keep busy what do they say like idle hands cause trouble or something like that like i can't remember the saying but like i'm the kind of person that like i have to stay completely busy because when i'm not busy is when i start getting into trouble and doing stupid things <laughs> so like i myself busy you know like i i for my entire life since i like so I, when i grew up we'd always go up to my grandpa's cabin and stuff and he had like welders and cutoff wheels and grinders and tools and just god's piles of metal and like all kinds of shit and we would I'd go around to a dumpster and find a bike and chop it up. Me and my cousin, we turned it into a scooter and raced it downhill. Like, it's just what I've been doing my entire life. And, like, I was, I learned how to fix stuff. And, like, I enjoy taking stuff that, like, other people wouldn't buy or stuff that needs a little bit more maintenance because I don't mind doing that stuff. Right. No, it's cool. It's cool. I I like watching your little projects. Um, I followed... Your air horn project that you put on the uh, yes, yeah, that was a good one. And then uh, the build for your car was it a Toyota Corolla? 
It is right there. You see the horns on there. It is a 98 or 99 Toyota Corolla Camry with a 2, 2.4, 2.2 liter four-cylinder. I got that wow. for three. And it's still running strong. It, it run it runs like it never misses. It's the one shot gang. Like, and you know what? It saves me so much money on fuel. I bet. What's fuel prices like there? So we're pushing about like anywhere from four sixty nine to seven dollars a gallon. A gallon, eh? Yeah. So we're in Canada. We obviously have to do things different than you guys. We're in liters. Um, I filled my truck up today for two dollars a liter, which is an all time high. That's eight dollars a gallon. That's fucking insane. Yeah. I, no, it's I was crazy. Walking, I was walking into the truck stop today and I seen the they had a Marlboro poster up and it was eight ninety a pack, okay? I remember when I first moved out here, now I don't smoke, but I remember when I first moved out here, cigarettes were like two dollars and seventy five cents a pack. Wow. And you're you're in Nevada, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. See, I, I was always under the impression that Nevada was like barren desert but like I, I i recall seeing some of your videos i don't know if maybe you're out on a job or something where you actually had snow do you guys get snow there so we're northern nevada our elevation is at six thousand feet so we do get oh, snow wow. it's a high desert is what they consider it like so you have like salt lake which gets snow you have idaho that gets snow reno gets snow the sierra nevadas get snow well that's and crazy we don't get a lot though. Like the last ten years, it really hasn't been. It'll snow and melt, snow and melt. But like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when I first moved out here, man, there was like berms on the side of the road. It looked like Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, it blew me away because I, I one of your videos you said you're in Nevada, and then I saw a video where it was snowing, and I'm like, you know, the ignorant Canadian. I'm like, isn't Nevada the freaking desert? But so, so many people think when they think Nevada, all they think about is Las Vegas. Yeah, like like, and, and it's like from, from when you live in Nevada for so long, it's like you see the rest of everything that actually happens, and it's actually a beautiful state. Um. So another another question I had here was, you know, how do how do you go from a heavy hauling truck driver to uh, an internet social media sensation? Completely by accident. Uh, you got to so, explain. So. I don't know what it was like I grew up watching YouTube right like I we were in high in like middle school when I was in seventh grade I graduated in 07 so just to give you guys a perspective for like a timeline when I say I'm in like eighth grade um we would literally go into the computer library and we would all sit around the computer go onto Google and then go onto YouTube and watch like you know 480 by whatever you know on DSL and like we would watch <laughs> YouTubes and like I remember thinking like I want to do that and then throughout the years, you know, I used to watch YouTube religiously and like I created a YouTube and I, after my Instagram called it the heavy hall and fool. And I tried and tried just, I kind of like gave up after a while. Cause I was like, there's no way I'm going to break this market. Like I don't do anything special enough. I'm just another truck driver. Then TikTok comes along and I got on just after they changed their name to TikTok from music LLY. We were up in Nev or Idaho. My daughter was being born and we had a lot of standby time. So I just decided to start making some TikToks, driving around in the minivan. This is before the algorithm started doing all this baby shit and putting banners and stuff like that. Like, you could actually do stuff, you know? Yeah. And I was sitting there in the waiting room, and I was going through my phone, and they just introduced the option to be able to upload videos to your account that's already on your phone. So I started going back to all the way to the end and I started, I got this video of a triple seven. I got this video of me hauling a triple seven. I got this video of these police escorts. I got this video of going around a corner and the triple sevens leaning on my trailer and the tires rotating. I started posting that stuff and it just took off like wildfire. Wow. Cause nobody else was posting it. People were messaging me telling me you're going to get fired. You can't post that. I'm like, so, okay, I'm going to post more. Exactly. I literally didn't care if I got fired because I would literally just, there's like 10 other places I can walk into right now and get a job. So people who, who have the experience level that you have in like licensing and stuff, is like few and far between. Well, here's the thing is like in most markets, like in major cities, 
you know, the heavy haulers are the guys, you know, they're, they're in their forties and fifties. They've been at the place for 25 years. They've put in their time or their union at their top of the list and blah, blah, blah. But then you come out here where there's like nobody, they don't have anybody. So they take someone like me and literally throw me into a heavy haul truck and say, figure it out. Right. Like when I got hired on with this company, the first load they sent me was with a flatbed and a day cab heavy haul truck. And they sent me with the rolls of HDPE pipe. If you don't know what that is, they're like 40 foot long rolls of this like plastic covering they use for leech pads. And there was like four or five rolls. And I didn't even know how to use a winch bar or like straps or anything. So I like wrapped chains around the entire trailer and used like six binders. And when <laughs> I showed up, I was like, what the hell did you do? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't even done a drug test or filled out my information yet. Oh, shit. Like, it was just like that. It was like feast or famine. Figure it out or go home. Wow, eh? But we're we're in such a different, like, we're in a little bubble. They they call Elko, Nevada, like, the town the recession forgot. Like, when back in 08, when everything was crashing, dude, this place was booming. House, House prices were skyrocketing. They were still building. And like it was on, it was on a couple articles. They talked about this place, but it's because everything is gold mining out here. Oh, it's so gold mining. Like, like the gold rush is real there. Yeah, and we have like we have one of the largest open pit mines in the world in this region. Wow. Eh? Oh yeah. So like they before truck driving, what did you do? Oh man, <laughs> nothing good. Nothing good. Eh? Um, like, so in high school, I had, I'll put this into perspective. I had three periods of woodshop. And then I started doing this ROP program. I was like, oh, maybe I'll be an electrician. So I do that. And then they'd put me out on the field and they do this charter thing up to San Francisco. And we had a party at the shop and I got fucking annihilated, like, like annihilated. Drunk. I woke up on a boat in San Francisco with sardines in my pocket. No way. I was completely sharpied. Oh, they like screwed up your whole face, eh? And then, and then I see, and I'm going to give you guys this information because that's going to put in perspective where I was and where I got to. I was trying to smoke something out of an apple on the bus where the CEO <laughs> of the company was on. And then I threw up all over the bus. I don't remember none of this. And apparently I was handing out prescription pills to everyone and got the entire bus messed up. And oh, that's great. Long story short, I got back after all that trip and two weeks later I was fired. <laughs> Nobody wanted me on their crew. Was it worth it though? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was never, never going to be an electrician. I mean, I'm, dude, I was like, I was like pushing like two, eight, 280 pounds and like they were trying to make me climb up 20 foot A-frame ladders to put pigtails up on the ceiling. And I'm just like, I would get up there and have panic attacks and like my feet would start shaking and like I would drop the tools. And so like they would not make me climb ladders, but they're like, you're going to have to climb ladders. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't do it. Like I, I can't do it. And uh, then I got a job at Home Depot from there. And that, that didn't pan out. Nothing fancy. I like, ended up getting fired from that and. That's when I got kicked out of my house. That's how I ended up in Nevada. Wow, eh? Yeah, dude. So, it, was, it was crazy. I came up here and started working at, like, Ace Hardware. Just just to survive. I was living with my mom. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Like, I was living with my mom. And God bless her heart. She gave me a place to stay. I love her to death. But we, we were clashing. Like, I just, I couldn't do it. So I was like, I got to get my own place. So when I got hired with a state, I was able to get this little tiny-ass single-wide trailer for, like, 500 bucks a month. And that, that's where it all started going up and up. No, that's good, man. That's good. Um, how much can you talk about Edison? I could talk about it. Okay. I, I meant to ask you earlier in like our pre-op. but uh, So Chase Barber, I, I follow him too. Uh, he's a fellow Canadian who's... Are you calling it like recreating? I guess it's the first one, no? What do you mean? Like the truck. It's a prototype. It's a prototype. I'm prototype one is what we call it. And believe it, the name for the truck is Carl. And you, you were one of the first 
to be involved with that, correct? Yes, and it all started because of a podcast. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We that's... got got to, we got nerding out on electric cars and tech stuff, and then we started talking about Edison Motors and stuff like that, and that's how I got involved with that. Okay. No, that's cool. And I, I mean, like, I'm not going to get too much into that because that's kind of like, you know, a different day, different thing. But somebody had mentioned it. And I um, I think that's really neat that you're like hands on in there. And I want to buy that hard hat that you have. So <laughs> that hard hat's priceless, man. That's um, the thing is, though, like when Chase was talking about all this with me, like it, it's one of those things that like I have thought in my head, like, why don't we do but I don't have the resources alone to do it. Yeah. You know, Chase's, Chase's thought process on this is like together, like everybody he's involved with the project together, we can do this right. and make it happen. You know, that, so there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people involved with this project. I'm not I'm not entirely sure how much is involved, but like and for you know, for viewers that are gonna be watching or listening to this that don't know what we're talking about, can you give them like a quick rundown on on the the so whole Edison the thing? Edison truck is it's going to be a diesel electric semi. So it has a caterpillar just pretty much has a caterpillar generator where the engine would go. And it's gonna have electric motors and it's gonna have just you know, a limited battery capacity, and it's going to operate pretty much like a freight train. And the idea is to make a better truck, no more planned obsolescence, like the right to repair, you know, people want something that they can continually upgrade and not have to keep replacing, you know, and the thing with the Edison truck and the electric motors is you don't have the transmissions, you don't have the gears, you don't have the clutch, you don't have the drive line. you eliminate so many things. There's no power band, like electric motors have all their power available from 0% to 100% pretty much. And it's just a more efficient way to make a truck. <laughs> so, I don't know if you have the answers to this or not, but one would ask, you know, what good is an electric truck that has a diesel engine? So, a lot of people get it twisted and think like, just because it's an electric truck, it's going to be green for the environment. That's, I mean, the truck itself on paper is supposed to be a lot more efficient, but you're eliminating like electric motors are just superior. Like, like they have more torque, they have more power, like there's less maintenance and we're just building a better truck. And like you said, the advantage to it, is you don't you're not letting the clutch you get you don't have to have an automated manual you don't have to have an automatic you don't have to have a manual like there, there's there's no drivetrain right you know like you eliminate so many parts and i running heavy like i run loads up to like three hundred thousand pounds on a single truck right holy shit you're going through every single gear you're in low low over first first over second second over third third over fourth fourth over then you flip the thing up and keep going and then you know on the hills when i'm pulling a triple seven right and i'm grossed out at like two hundred and sixty thousand pounds and i'm going up an eight percent grade if i miss one gear and i panic and jam that thing in my drive line's gone oh shit there, there's no coming back or if i miss a gear and don't judge something right and i stop on the right conditions i will not be able to get going again and with an electric diesel electric truck that would be no problem right so you, you, your statement there brings me to a question and like trucking fascinate fa fascinates me because it's like i've seen some of the shit you haul i've seen some custom you know like fancy loads coming through where i live right. but if you're climbing a hill and you miss a gear and you stop and you can't get going, do you have to back up all the way back down? Well, when you have a nine axle and you have multiple articulation points, there is no backing up. So how do you correct it? You either put your clutch through the worst day of its life and try to get going. Or you hook your pilot cars up to a couple chains and try to have them help you get going. 
or you wait for another truck or a record to come out and help pull you up the hill holy shit you know and traction is a big thing too when it's hot like the tires are actually like melting and like there's like little beads of rubber that are rolling up on the tire and there's times where i have to put my full lockers in which is like locking in all the back wheels going uphill because the oil that holds the the like chip seal down will start getting tacky and you can actually spin out oh shit but you know like like the whole tesla edison thing comes from chase being in the bush like going up the hill down the hill you know and he's thinking eventually that we could put drive motors on the trailer and everything can work in conjunction and you get better traction and there the possibilities are endless yeah you know like you could have trailers that are modular to where you could put you know swap the drives around and like have pushers on the trailer so you don't have to have a need for a push truck and like there we could get into an endless rabbit hole with this but the whole point is instead of trying to force something that we don't have like a pure electric truck like the technology with batteries is not there you know for inner city stuff an electric truck would be great because they can charge at each delivery it'll work but for cross-country stuff trucks are not at the point where they can get a 750 mile range under any condition right now right you know no that's crazy and i think i think it's going to like revolutionize the trucking industry if if this works the way that you guys think it will might have to do a follow-up episode we get chase on here too i'm sure he'd love to be on yeah I, I, yeah no that, and that's a whole different category i don't want to take up too much time with that right, but right, uh, no no that's sorry yeah <laughs> yeah you know and and th- I had to like pre-pick all my questions because I like to keep it around an hour. Um, right. And there's a million. I could sit here and pick your brain all night. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but the other question that you probably get ten thousand times over is, what is the one thing that you fucking hate hauling? Like you get the slip and you're like, "Fuck me." It's the one forty rigs. Okay. So these are they're giant fucking rigs. And they've got like three axles in the front and three axles in the back. And they got these giant flotation tires on the trailer. They're like 16 feet, five inches tall. They're really top heavy. And they'd sit there and do this when you're going down the road. And every fucking time I get these things, every one of them is different. Now, I love the customer. I'm not saying nothing bad. It's just, just I still do the job and I get it done and I feel accomplished. But when I get that dispatch from them, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I gotta mentally prepare myself and like you know like they just suck because like they, some of them have like these rod handlers on one side and they put a lot and it's on the very top on one side so you have to offset it just right so when you pick the trailer up the trailer sits level and every fucking time i put it on there and i know i have it and i pick it up and the trailer starts doing this shit i'm like fuck and i have to unhook take it off put it back on rehook pick it up take it off do it again and i'll finally get it so it's a bit of a process to get these things like if i'm on my game i can do it but they you know like at 140,000 pounds what they weigh and then 100,000 pounds on the trailer you're grossed out at 240,000 pounds you know you got to have like 12 chains on it and it's it is a lot of work that's crazy. And I couldn't do it. I don't mind. I don't mind. I get it done. And when I'm done, it's like, okay, great. I got it done. But it's like, I just, it's the one thing I could go without hauling. Right. So like what you do for the heavy hauling stuff is, is way different than, you know, what people vision as a truck driver. You see the, you know, the freight haulers and stuff like that. Now, do you have, is yours kind of set up similar to how a normal trucker would be with like hours? Like you get a, a haul every day, you get like one a week, like is it guaranteed um, work? So like with me, so like you got the light and medium duty guys, which do like step deck and three axle stuff, which just like your general freight, general equipment, you know, 80,000, 90,000 pound gross weight, stuff like that. And those guys are running like, like bees, like, like ants, like they, they are, they are the work, like the, the, like, I don't know how to explain it, but they're go, 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 go. And they might be gone for a week going job to job to job to job and finally get back home at the end of the week, you know, nonstop. And me, I'm out here doing 300 miles a day in 10 hours. 
And a lot of the times I'm kept around here because there's all the big stuff around here needs to be moved. Right. And uh, there's, get, there's, no there's no guarantee on hours for anybody. And at the end of the day, it all works out at the end of the year. Like I might work six hours one day, but I might work, you know, 14 hours the next. Right. Right. So oh. do you have customers that like specifically request you? We have actually had people call up and request me. And we've had people actually get mad when I'm not available. <laughs> and like, it's weird, you know, like showing up somewhere and like they just have this like shit eating grin on their face. Yeah. And you have to like, hi, you know, like, like it's, I, I enjoy <laughs> it. But when I'm at work, it's weird, you know? Yeah. No, I get it. Like, it's weird because like we go to all these different mines, like everybody fucking knows me. People just come up to me and call me by my name. And at first, I used to get weirded out. Like, how the hell do you know my name? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. 1.1 million people follow me on TikTok. There's a high probability dude knows my name. Yeah. And I'm not trying to sound like an arrogant, you know. No, 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 for sure. <laughs> like, coming from me, like, my perspective on it, it takes a while to get used to. It leads me into my next question, too, is, like, because... I, I don't know how big Nevada is, but I'm sure a lot, you know, you have a follower base from Nevada now. How many times have you been parked up on the side of the road and you actually have, like, you know, one of your fans pull up on you? More times and more times. And, like, I've, I've been all the way back east to, like, Minnesota. And, like, I was at a Walmart in a dirt lot and these kids showed up and they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> I sat out there and bullshitted them with them for like two hours. And like one of them had me sign their hat. It's just, it's all part of the thing, dude. And like, my thing is, is like, I try to stay humble. Like there's so many creators out there that like act like they're better than everyone else or like this or that. But like without everybody that follows me, following me, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And you know what? That is the one reason that like drew me towards you when I first got on social media, because you answer every fucking comment you can. You reply to everybody. You interact with everybody. Like, I don't know when you sleep, dude. Because between, like, your trucking, your, your like, you know, your toys, everything. Like, I'm like, when does this guy sleep? Bro, I think that's just the stuff you see. Like, I probably get three to four emails a day. Like, at one point, I had, like, 340 message requests on Instagram jesus and you know like facebook like i do it all and it, it, it is like having another full-time job and when people jump me for like doing this advertising i'm like I'll, I'll seriously go to their profile and i'll be like so it'd be like if you went to work and didn't get a paycheck is your time right. worth no exactly no and like with all these projects i do that that costs a lot of money and a lot of the stuff I do, I wouldn't normally do if it wasn't for social media. Yeah. So. It, nothing's free, man. You know what I mean? Like, if, if a company wants to use you as a face of their product, you you got to make money, you know? Your time ain't cheap. Like, that's what I'm saying. And, like, like, when people were jumping on me for doing the A to B fuel card thing, I'm like, so if you go on TV on Hulu right now and you see an advertisement for papa john's pizza or tim hortons they are actors getting paid yeah exactly like market like you know i'm not trying like i with stuff like it like the fuel cars and stuff it is what it is people are going to use it or not but you know like i do a lot of these product reviews because growing up watching youtube I, that's the majority of the things that i followed with people doing these product reviews and that's what i wanted to get into yeah no, it's great. And I've actually purchased a few things that I didn't even know existed um, that I've watched you do. Like, I have the um, air horn impact that's that's coming soon. I'm fucking oh, excited awesome. for. Um, and there was a, a few other things, like the, the mount for underneath your, your truck, that air horn. Um, I, I want to order one of those for my truck. They and got, like, they got the slimline one now. Like, they got a one that keeps it from sticking out so far now that's that's amazing and there's just so many like <clears throat> even the dollar dollar jerky club or whatever i i didn't know that it existed but now i signed up for it do you know what i mean like I, you know what and the thing was is like 
that me and that dude followed each other for a long time and like had conversations before I even started like getting on board with that. And out of all the subscription boxes that I've been involved, so I'm not trying to advertise, but like, no, it's okay. You can't go wrong with beef jerky. Yeah. You yeah, know, no, like, I, I'm I'm excited for the first box to get here. It should have been here by now, but because I'm in Canada, everything's a little bit longer, right? Um, but that's just it's just w- one of those things, you know, where like you're a creator, a million people see you opening this box of jerky. If even one person buys it, you know that company is, and I'm just using the beef jerky one for example. That company is making money. So if just the exposure. Yeah. So, and, and yep. I, I get this all the time. I'm very small. I, I'm under fifteen thousand people, but I, I have a few small little places that send me some, some weird shit. One of them is very weird, but anyways, and people, you know, it's like, do you get paid for that? And I said, yeah. Well, I'm small, but my time ain't cheap. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's what like it's it's all the people like I hate like I'm going through this phase where people are getting adjusted to me doing this from not doing it. And what they don't realize is, like, some of these tools, like that power scan tool and, the, the like, some of the other ones, I actually use them first. Oh, okay. But I use them, figure them out, understand how they work, and then I make the video. Right, right, right. You know, and, like, like the Airhorn guy offered to pay me, and I was like, no. I was, he was telling me about his business. I'm like, I'm going to support your business. I like this. I like what you're doing. Yeah. I support small businesses, and I figured a good way to give back, I'm like, I'm not going to accept the only payment I accepted was for the commission off, you know, like six dollars a horn, and I, I think we sold like I forget how many. We sold quite a bit. It, it was it, his investment of sending me that horn paid off. There you go, and that's and and, and you got a cool ass fucking air horn that you can hang out the window yeah, when you're driving. I I seen them on TikTok, but I thought people were just making them themselves. Yeah, and it's something like I could do, but I just don't have the time to like do it like i'll probably end up spending more money trying to make it myself than it was just to buy it it's like i think it was like what less than 200 bucks if you already have the battery i was more impressed that he was getting milwaukee tools for such a cheap cost and i'm like <laughs> i i just bought an impact driver that cost me 280 fucking dollars and this guy's taking them apart like, i don't know how he does it or like what but I, i'm not gonna ask questions yeah but I just, I, I've been wanting to take it to work with me. Like, I'm, I'm going to piss off everybody at my work. Like, I'm going to scare the mechanic. Amazing. But. Um, if, if you, okay, so this was a question from one of uh, my viewers. Okay. So basically, like, I made a post that I was going to interview you. And then I, I, I say, like, if you want to ask him a question, now's the time to do it. Because I get an hour of his time and I'll, you know. Right. Um, so one of the questions was, if you had to stop driving a truck today, what would you do for a career? Oh, man. That's something I've been struggling with, like, hardcore these last few months. Because part of me thinks that, like, driving a truck for the rest of my life is just not feasible. With all the regulations and everything that's just going on in the industry. And... I don't know what I could do. Like, there's so many things I can do, but the problem is I don't get along with anybody. Yeah. And, and I, you know, out here, you know, I keep getting job applications popping up in my inbox for the mines doing open pit haul truck, which is those trucks that are bigger than your house, you know, and they're starting off at like 32 bucks an hour, paid time off from day one, full medical benefits, retirement. You can retire in like 20 years. I mean, that's not a bad gig. But you're doing you're doing the same thing every day. See, and that's where you're like me. I can't do that shit. That's why I got out of towing. And and, and you know what? Like, it's it's not a bad thing because it keeps you young. It keeps you spunky. You know what I mean? I just but, you know after my back injury. So in J- January, January, I was pretty much down the entire month of January with a back injury. And for the first time, it opened my eyes. Like I'm getting older. You know, I'm like 32 not that old but like for the first time getting a back injury like that scared me and it's like it started making me think like can i do this should i do this for that long like should i only do this in my 30s and then like because the truth is like i love it but when i get older i'm not gonna want to do that shit right 
It, did you just it, did you just say you're 32? Yeah. Really, eh? Yeah. That's crazy. I I definitely thought you were older. No, 32. I was born July 16th, 1989. Holy fuck, man. And you have this much experience doing what you're doing. Bro, I was hustling as soon as I left the womb. Like that, that I that's incredible. I I'm fucking blown away, man. Since since like so I did a lot of research and I, f I figured a lot of stuff out and like I, I was always doing stuff differently than everyone else. And I figured something out real quick. You get a certain level of experience at one job. You quit that job, go somewhere else and use that experience to boost you to the next one. And that's what I did. I leapfrogged. I, I kept leapfrogging until I landed this job. Wow. And where I go, I got more and more experience. That's that's amazing, man. No, that's wicked that you're you're that young and you have that much experience. Um, I've probably had over thirty jobs, you know, like since I was sixteen. Yeah, and I've I've done everything from working at Home Depot to Ace Hardware to mowing lawns and driving truck to uh, running cement mixers, dump trucks. I was a batch manager for CMEX. Like I've running equipment like I, i've done so many different things highway maintenance chip sills paving so I, I, my brain just doesn't stop like it has this need to like keep i'm going to figure out and learn as much as i possibly can in the limited amount of time i have on this earth and you know what that people with that mentality like you are going to succeed in life more than you know um that's a, that's amazing, and you know what? That makes a lot of sense now. Why you have so much fucking energy? <laughs> As a kid, I was always reading Popular Science and Popular Mechanics. I was taking my toys apart, my RC cars apart. Like I was building stuff with other stuff, and like my dad would be like, "What in the hell is this?" Like I figured out. So they had these little, you know, those little Tyco RC cars you had, like from Walmart when you were a kid. And they yep. had a little nine point six NICAD or NIM battery packs, the red ones. I figured out without knowing anything about electricity that. If I cook the positive to the negative and then the positive on one and the negative on the other, I could double the volts. And I figured wow. that out by playing with nine volt batteries and shocking my tongue. And then I found out, <laughs> you know, it turned it to 18. And then I did that. And then I realized I could do this with you. Then I ended up like burning a hole in the floor because I, I crossed some wires learning. But that's the kind of shit I was doing. I was like, I was taking shit apart all the time. That's, that's crazy. So why, why didn't you? like do something more hands-on like that rather than driving a truck like you know you could be like inventing shit or because my neighbor is probably coming over to talk to my wife and they got their little it's probably gonna get noisy for a second but <laughs> that's okay when i was growing up in the era that i grew up in my dad was a correctional guard um and it was this mentality of like Oh, no, you don't want to be a blue collar worker. You want to go to UC Davis or something, or you want to go to uh, some major college and do this. And you're going to become smart. And uh, I just never was into that. So, like, I feel like a big part of my life was wasted trying to focus it on something that was never going to happen instead of trying to develop the skills that I had. Right. But, it, I mean, it, it, you know, in the short period of time now, you're basically you don't need to start something new. So like if, if tomorrow you woke up and you couldn't drive a truck, you could jump into anything. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is like, I would have loved to have been a mechanic or a fabricator, like something like that. But I don't know that it would be worth it now with what I got going on. Right. So right. that's why I do all these projects is to satisfy that part of the, the want of to do that stuff. Um, so we're, co we're coming up to an hour. Um, oh. The one thing I'm going to say is like in the journey, like when I first started following you at 545,000 followers on TikTok, And I remember that number specifically. And now you're up to 1.4, I think 1.1. 1.1 something around there and like i like i said earlier you know one of the more humble creators and even just talking to you you know you've not once like bragged per se 
And I, I've interviewed a few people who I didn't even I didn't even upload it because I'm like, you're just an arrogant piece of shit, and I'm not going to post this. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, everybody knows a lot of that kind of stuff already. So, like, why talk about it? You know, like, like I'm here to like encourage people to get in this position or in the position they want to be in. And like, I've done a couple satire posts. Like, I did the one where I threw the fifty grand down, but people don't realize that was movie money. And the yeah. whole point, the whole point of that was to prove that a lot of these people are fake. Right. Like, they, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just, it was, I do a lot. No, of I, 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 I totally get it. I totally get it. And you know what? It's, there's a lot of people, like a lot, a vast majority of people who will scroll TikTok and believe that that is like what the world is. Right, like, and and they believe that that stack of money is real, and they believe that like that Porsche isn't rented, or, and, you know, and it, it blows my mind. And then you come across creators like yourself who are humble as shit, down to earth. You know, want to help people. You're educational, so. Well, and like, this like people are like, oh, you, you know, you you live in a double wide, or you drive a three hundred dollar car, or you bought a used Silverado with two hundred thousand miles, or. You know, like, like, yeah, let me just, like, it does, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm like my grandpa, dude, and like, to me, I, 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 I get where you're going with this, um, yeah, like, you know, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't want to be, like, house poor, car poor, exactly, no, 100%, I totally get it, um, so, I'm not, even, I'm not even here the majority of the time, I'm working, so, you know, yeah, why, why have a 2019, you know, fucking pickup truck when you're yeah, never home? Yeah, dollars a month payment on a $80,000 truck that I drive yeah. 6,000 miles a year. It's like me, like, you know, I, I don't drive a transport truck. Um, My partner who actually started the Blue Collar Boys with me, he he's our truck driver. Uh, He actually follows you, he's probably watching this right now with, okay. you know, a, a semi, because he's obsessed with heavy hauling. Um, and I, you know, you've actually taught him some shit. So I just want, you know, I, I, you probably hear it all the time, but like you don't realize when you're making these videos that you, even if 10 people watch them, five people are taking something back. Do you know what I mean? That see for me, that's the one people think like the views or the money or the advertising or the sponsors, none of that matters is what matters is like, I get these messages in my inbox and these kids are like, like, I just got my CDL. I never would have got it if it wasn't for you. I didn't, you know, like, and like, that's where I'm winning. Like, I, I can probably yeah. hear say like 100 to 200 people have gotten their CDLs in the last few years because of me. And, and, that, and that's amazing. Like, that's, that's what I want to see. And you know what? There's, there's actually still, still so many people who have such a negative view on like truck drivers and the fact that you know social media we have the advantage now where guys like you can come on here and kind of show them and somebody who didn't even know they wanted to drive a heavy haul truck you know is getting into it now so you're kind of keeping the industry alive right that's no, you know you know back in the day before social media like the only people you ever saw were like these major truck show players or like people on advertisements or you know stuff like that but now you have like people like me and uh iron mike and chase barber and you know so many others that there's and just because like a lot of these truck drivers you know maybe have 10 20 30 40 50 000 followers but they can be just as influential because they have a really hardcore group of following you know like like people can find like that's what i want to do and they follow this person and they watch everything they do and then they get to a point where they can do it themselves right so now um does your following basically like i'm trying to figure out how to word this here you have you have a big following on you know instagram too but tiktok is kind of your main platform right right yes now is there days where you're just like, I don't want to do this, and then you like check your DMs and you got people who are like thanking you, and it just kind of motivates you and like keeps you going? Well, there's certain messages like you know, like a lot of people just share stuff and you know talk about BS and it's whatever, but then you get across that message like, man, I was having a hard day. I've been in the hospital for two weeks, you know, and then I saw this video you made and it just made my day better. That's the kind of stuff that keeps me going. 
you know, like that right there, knowing that there are people that like, I actually can help make their day better or, you know, help someone just by making these videos. That's amazing. You know, um, that's, that's the, that's the stuff that matters. No, that's perfect. And that's what, you know, makes you one of the humble creators. Um, we're coming up to I an hour. I so I wasn't always humble. I had growing pains, like from about oh, yeah? 3,000 to about like, around 500,000 my ego was bigger than a hot air balloon really that that was that that was learning like i it was a learning like back in the day before the algorithm was striking everything down we, you know we used to get into these tiktok beefs and like we would start you know we would just get into these stupid things and it just it started getting out of hand and i got to the point where i had to take a step back and be like this is not the person i want to be right and had to reevaluate my circles and like i just started making content and kind of not getting so involved with other creators per se yeah and i've taken a neutral stance like i literally have people that will unfollow me because i follow somebody else and i'm like if i'm not i'm not in a position to pick sides unless somebody does something so bad that i can't associate with them right because I, I don't i have people that that follow all kinds of people and i'd, I'd want to be that kind of connecting glue that brings everybody together no that's that's wicked um so we're, we're coming up to the to the end here um if you could tell somebody like if somebody wanted to get into what you're doing what is a very very short thing you could say to them that would either discourage or encourage Oh man. Don't give up. Don't give up and don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. That I, I don't know really what else to say, but like, you know, you go to your family, if you come from a non-truck driving family and tell them you want to be a trucker, they're going to start, "Oh, what's wrong with you? There's something wrong with you mental in the head. You don't want to drive a truck. That's dangerous." You know, like you want to do it, do it. If you don't Perfect. come from a trucking family and you want a truck, go do it. You don't know until you try it. First couple of years are going to suck, but once you get past that, it's great. That's awesome. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, Teddy, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, it's yep. honestly like I'm fangirling right now. Like I said, you were the first creator I followed on fucking TikTok. Awesome. Um, so for me, this is, I, I'm, in, I'm in like heaven right now. Well, you got my um, Get this all post it up send it to me and i'll post up the links on yeah my do you hear everybody watching that you hear that i got fucking heavy hall and fool's phone number that's that's like status right there <laughs> um i appreciate it my viewers will, will appreciate it as well and um aside from that man uh you take care of yourself keep the content coming and it was a pleasure to be on the show hopefully we can do it again definitely definitely you take care of yourself buddy